The coronavirus pandemic had already added difficulties to the 2020 census. Now the Census Bureau says workers will only have until September 30th to solicit responses, despite having previously established a deadline of October 31st. The maneuver follows the Trump White House's insertion of two new political appointments into the Census Bureau, whose job descriptions it won't make public, and Trump's order in late July calling for excluding undocumented immigrants from the census count used to apportion congressional representation. Given the transparently political nature of these actions, headlines like one in the New York Times expressing worry that they might lead to a botched count seem needlessly delicate. Here to talk about efforts to hijack the 2020 census and resistance to those efforts is longtime civil rights attorney and advocate Liz O'Young. She serves as a consultant on the census to community-based organizations and adjunct professor at Columbia University's Center for the Study of Ethnicity and Race and New York University's Department of Social and Cultural Analysis. She joins us now by phone. Welcome back to Counterspin, Liz O'Young. Thank you. It's unfortunate that I'm back for these reasons. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Well, when we spoke with you in November of 2018, the Trump administration was trying to add a citizenship question to the 2020 census over the vehement objection of not just immigrant advocates, but statisticians and previous census directors The Supreme Court ultimately shot that down, though I'm reminded only by five to four. But what we're seeing now and this executive order in particular, it's it's just that same effort back again. Right. It is. But the Trump administration is using its abuse of its executive powers in a way that's even more direct by orders to the Census Bureau to do certain things, which is just going to wind itself back in the courts again. But I think what's even appalling is just the continual attempt to try to instill fear among immigrants in completing the census. This is yet another attempt after the community successfully rallied against getting the citizenship question off the census. With less than two months or three months, we are in August, September, October, left to complete the census. He tries yet again to instill fear in people in completing it. And what makes it outrageous, just simply outrageous, the abuse of power here is that the Census Bureau's own experts their own seasoned, long-time employees said in April of this year that they were not able to, because of COVID-19, complete the census in a timely and accurate way so that they requested that the deadline for self-completion be extended until October 31st. And then for this administration to not only, one, defy what the Supreme Court ruled in 2019 and try with directives to the Census Bureau to exclude 
undocumented aliens from the apportionment base. But then also to abruptly shorten the deadline from the extended one to October 31st because of the challenges of COVID-19, and then move it up to September 30th, which is less than a month and a half, what's approximately a month and a half away. When the Census Bureau's own people said in April, there's no way that they can do an accurate census, and so they wanted the deadline for self reporting to be extended to October 31st, and they wanted the deadline for reporting to the president the apportionment numbers from the end of December to April 30th, 2021, that they would not have enough time to complete and get these results to the president, whoever it is following this election, by December 31st, and they requested a extension until April 30th, 2021. And so to blatantly ignore the Supreme Court's ruling, ignore the Census Bureau's own employees' determination that it could not be done in an accurate and an efficient way is amazing, especially because this is a survey that is the most cited for statistics it is a national survey. Businesses, governments, local, cities, state, federal, all based information and planning based on the 2020 census. As critical to that is redistricting, an attempt to politicize it so that people do not complete the census, so that political lines can be drawn to favor one party, and a complete obstruction of power and justice, and all in the name of representative democracy, there's nothing more autocratic than this usurpation of power that both the Supreme Court and the people were successful in getting the citizenship question off the census. It's just outrageous. Well, and it sounds as though directing commerce, which runs the census, to exclude undocumented immigrants, that's just unconstitutional, isn't it? And I mean, legally, it's a non-starter. And I do want to say that that doesn't mean it won't have an impact. But there's no way that that passes constitutional muster. The Constitution and the 14th Amendment are pretty clear about this, aren't they? They are. It's supposed to be a count of all persons living in the state. And You can turn a blind eye, but there are more than 11 million undocumented persons living in the United States, and they're contributing to the statistics that lead to the growth of businesses as to planning, et cetera. I mean, they're very much an integral part of this country, you know, whether as essential workers and you name it, to keep this economy thriving. And so their numbers definitely should be counted as far as planning goals. So the Constitution is very clear that it is a count of all persons living in the state. And so, and they are definitely persons. It's not like they didn't think about it, you know. They had thought about it. We'd been through the three-fifths of a person thing. There was an understanding that you needed to have an accurate picture of who was in the states, regardless of their, their citizenship status. It's not like they didn't think about it. 
Right, and it goes, again, to accuracy. It goes to civic participation, that all persons, we're interdependent. We are interconnected. The sentence is supposed to be apolitical, and there's a reason for that. You have to have reliable data. You have both Republican and Democrat businesses. You have, particularly now with health care, we are interdependent upon each other. And our survival and our health is dependent on a collective responsibility of everybody living in this country. And not to have an accurate count is shooting ourselves in the foot. Well, let me ask just a little about the mechanics of it, because pushing up the deadline, that concretely means that some people, and not just any people, but those people who are historically undercounted, those that are hardest to reach, there's the folks who maybe just won't get counted at all if we shorten up the time. And they're the ones that need to be counted because they're the ones that stand the most to lose from a loss of money from federal programs that they may benefit from. We're talking most specifically about small children. So many federal programs go to nutritional programs for children, Head Start, CHIP, Title I schools, you name it. And similarly, there's sizable money dedicated for programs regarding housing. So low-income renters are at risk. We're talking about those with English language issues, people from rural areas, urban areas, densely populated areas, hard-to-reach communities. Also, the areas hit hardest by COVID-19, African and Latino, poor communities, mortality rate as a result of COVID-19, disproportionate to wealthier areas. And so they're being hit doubly by COVID-19, and then after an underreporting, not being able to receive critical services. And so to shortchange that when community-based organizations have relied on that information and broadcasted it to their community that you have until October 31st because of COVID-19 to complete the census, and now it's being changed, and who's going to get that knowledge out to the community. More confusion, Um, more confusion. More confusion, and more confusion leads to more distrust. There's already a great deal of skepticism about, is this information going to be confidential? You know, what's going to be done with this information, et cetera, et cetera. And with this administration and its record of deceit, you just don't know. Then to add to that changing deadline and rules not even midway, you know what I mean? We're talking less than two and a half months originally, and then trying to, again, exclude undocumented from the census. It's a deliberate attempt to instill fear in everyone being able to participate in the most basic of civic responsibilities, and that's completing the census. Well, let me just ask you a mechanical question that a lot of folks might not know about. If the census workers can't, if they're shut down from getting to talk to people, from door knocking or from getting people to self-report, if that ends, they do use methods to kind of guesstimate the folks they didn't get to. And that can introduce another level of erasure, right? Erasure and inaccuracy. Yep. The more you try to use other mechanisms besides self-response, direct self-response, 
then it increases the level of inaccuracy, especially in places like New York City, where it is so diverse. For instance, if people, because of COVID-19, are afraid to open their doors to strangers, knocking on their doors, enumerators, census enumerators, then one of the ways they do it is try to impute data. And they look at data in the area, socioeconomic data in the area. That's one thing that they can look at to try to impute who might live at this house, what race might live at this house, what age group might live at this house. And so you look at records, government records, but not everyone has completed certain government records. The level of imputation becomes less and less reliable. And it's just unbelievable because a survey that is most cited by scientists, by business, by government, is going to be fraught with inaccuracy. And planning is all going to be based on inaccurate information. And that can just open up such a Pandora's box of error upon error upon error. Well, we we are outraged. We're like flabbergasted. But we're also in a way not surprised because this administration has telegraphed every move about this. They haven't hidden their racist and nativist priorities. So let's talk a little bit about the forces of resistance to these racist and anti-democratic efforts from the White House. There are lawsuits, there are legislators, there are groups. I mean, folks are ready to, to push back against this. They are ready. There is right now, and people should be supporting, efforts to get Congress to pass legislation that would make it very clear, because Congress has authority over the census, to extend the deadline of the results being reported to the president, whoever it is, end of December, to put in statute what the original request of the Census Bureau employees, experts, were in April of this year to extend the statutory deadline from the end of December to April 30th, and then subsequently to get the numbers to state for pre-apportionment by the end of July. And so I hope that Congress will pass that and put this to rest. And in support of this legislation are four former Census Bureau directors, Republican and Democrat alike, who have said that it is impossible to complete the census given COVID-19 by the end of December and that these statutory deadlines must be extended in light of the horrific situation our country is dealing with. People are focused on surviving and not completing the census right now, and it's a very difficult time, and everyone recognizes that but this administration. Everyone but this administration. Well, just finally, the word erasure gets thrown around. But this really is that, you know, this is an effort to disappear some people, you know, to to take them out of the mirror that we hold up to the country. You really can't underestimate the damage of that uh, material damage, resource damage, but also a kind of like psychic damage, a kind of damage to our knowledge and our self-understanding, if you will. This is this is about erasure. You know, and it adds to the divisiveness that this country does not need right now. You know, I mean, we need to be united to fight COVID-19. We need to be united to fight institutional racism. 
And then to add this feeling of not counting, they're not included at a time when this country needs to come together, to add insult again to injury, the undocumented community is the one that are at the forefront with other essential workers, other food providers, delivery workers, et cetera, making this country run during a pandemic. And then to say they don't count, you know, they're invisible. I think one thing that you also pointed to, Janine, is we are heading towards a depression, maybe. Our economy in a major recession right now because of COVID-19. This is not the time at all to squander resources. And the effort this administration has gone through to waste so much time and money on lawsuits that are so obvious, but yet spending so many people's resources to fight is to me criminal. There are millions of people without jobs now. Small businesses are folding left and right. And this administration is, in the face of it all, just wasting so many of our resources on something that is so black and white in our Constitution. And the effort that it will go to politicize it is just shocking. We've been speaking with civil rights attorney and advocate Liz O'Young. She's a consultant on the census to community-based organizations. If you haven't already, you can fill out the census at my2020census.gov. Liz O'Young, thank you so much for joining us this week on Counterspin. You're welcome.